Shalom, everyone. Praise Yah for you all today. Shabbat Shalom. 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 However you want to say it. Uh, uh, Shabbat Shalom. Praise Yah for this day. This is a wonderful day that we that He has made. We're uh, just rejoicing over here, doing praise and worship, and um, learning the word. And today we're, we're with you <clears throat> with part two of a renewed covenant or the new covenant, uh, the Ruach Hakodesh. Holy Spirit. That's the name of this, this message, um, part two. Um, just to kind of get a better understanding of what the new covenant is, you have many people who think that the new covenant is the New Testament. And the New Testament is not the new covenant. Uh, not at all. So-called New Testament, anyways. It's, it's, it's not, the, not the new covenant. So we're going to we're just going to get into the word today and get a better understanding. So we're going to go to Jeremiah 31, beginning at verse 31, so we can read. Uh, what Yah says about the new covenant. Then we're going to go to what the covenant was as far as what the words are. Because uh, Yah's law, his words, uh, his covenant, he, he says he's going to put on our hearts or our inward parts. So Jeremiah 31, <clears throat> 31 says this, Here the days are coming, says Yah, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant I made with their fathers on the day I took them, took them by their hands and brought them out of the land of Egypt, because they, for their part, violated my covenant, even though I, for my part, was a husband to them, says Yah. For this is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says Yah. I will put my Torah within them and write it on their hearts. I will be their God, and they will be my people. And no longer will any of them teach his fellow community member or his brother. Know Yah, for all will know me from the least of them to the greatest, because I will forgive their sins, excuse me, forgive their wickedness, and remember their sins no more. So, Yah says he's going to put their words, uh, his word on our heart. So what words are y'all talking about? Well, we're going to go to um, Exodus 20 and... and um, we're going to read the word, some of the words. So Exodus 20. Uh, we know, we, some of us know this as the, um, as the Ten Commandments. That, that, that's what some of us some of know. But the Hebrew words, uh, it was said God gave his, uh, his uh, midbar or, or his uh, the bar in the midbar, his, his words in the wilderness. So it's actually, it's actually better stated as the Ten Words instead of what we call the Ten Commandments, the Ten Mitzvot. It's ten of them, and you got 603 uh, that springs off of these ten words. They're being expounded. As you go through the Torah, you begin to see uh, the covenant that, that Yah has brought us in and uh, how he was trying to teach us what we call his Mishpatim, his justice system. So here are some of the words that Yah says he's going to put on our hearts. I am Yahuwah, your Elohim. Who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the abode of slavery? That's uh, that, that, that was um, Exodus 20, uh, verse 1. See, the start of verse 1 says, Then Yah said all these words, I am Yahuwah, your Elohim, who brought you out of the land, or out, out of the land of Egypt, out of the abode of slavery. You are to have no other gods before me. You are not to make for yourselves a carved image of, of any or any kind of representation of anything in heaven above, on earth beneath. Or in the water below, the shoreline. You are not to bow down to them or serve them. For I am Yahuwah Elohim, a jealous God, pushing the children for the punishing the children 
for the sins of the parents to the third and fourth generation and of those who hate me, but displaying grace to the thousandth generation of those who love me and obey my misvotes. So, and, and, and of course, there, there are eight more. These are the ten words. These words are what Yah spoke out of his mouth to Israel. This one here is what we would call the very first Shavuot, or what you call, what, 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 what the church or Christianity now calls uh, Pentecost. But the correct, the correct word is Shavuot, and um, it's the Hebrew word. And this is, this is what was supposed to be given to them. Uh, when Yah says, you are, you are not to take lightly the name of Yahuwah your Elohim, because Yahuwah will not leave unpunished someone who uses his name lightly. Remember the day Shabbat. To set it apart for Yah. You have six days to labor and do all your work, but the seven days of Shabbat for Yah, your Elohim. On it, you are not to do any kind of work. Not you, your son, or your daughter, not your male or female slave, not your livestock, and not the foreigner stand with you inside the gates of your property. For in six days Yah made heaven and earth, heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. But on the seventh day he rested. This is why Yah. Blessed the day, Shabbat, and separated for himself. And and the reason that I'm, that, I'm, that I'm reading these is because I want you to see what Yah's Torah that he was placed on your heart. You know, uh, of course, the children of Israel, for, for their part, violated the, violated the covenant of Yah. As we remember when, when Yah called Moshe to go to the top of the mountain, uh, they began to play with a calf, a golden calf, a calf. And... Um, so Yah, so so Yah tells Moses, uh, the the children of Israel went astray, and so now he goes down there and with the with, with, with the with the stone tablets that Yah had put his ten words on, and Moses breaks the tablets, and of course we know what happened. Well, in Exodus thirty four, let's let's read Exodus thirty four and one. It says this: Well, Yah said to Moses, "Cut yourself two tablets of stone, like the first ones, and I will inscribe on the tablets the words that were on the first tablets." Which you broke. Be ready in the morning. Be ready in the morning by morning. In the morning you are to ascend Mount Sinai and present yourself to me on the top of the mountain. No one is to come up with you. No one is to be seen anywhere on the mountain. Not even not don't don't even let the flocks or herds feed in front of this mountain. So Moshe cut two stone tablets like two stone tablets like the first. Then he got up early in the morning. <clears throat> And with the two stone tablets in his hands, ascended Mount Sinai as Yah had ordered him to do. So the first ten words is inscribed on the stone tablets. And every other thing in the Torah was handed down by word of mouth, springing off of these. The ten words, what we know as the Ten Commandments, are, in, are, are, are all intentional. They are all things you have to think about before doing them. You have, to, you have to think and acknowledge who Yah is. You have to acknowledge what He done, who He brought you out. You, you are to acknowledge to have no other Elohim before you. You are to acknowledge do not steal, do not commit murder, do not commit adultery. These are things that you have to acknowledge. Therefore, these are intentional sins. That if you do these, you'll be judged by these sins. So Yah has given Moses these words to get to the church of Israel to live their lives by, along along with other words. Let's go to Deuteronomy. Um, 
20, uh, 26. Deuteronomy 26. We're trying to, we're trying to get something set up. Set up here so you can see something. Deuteronomy 26. Um, we're going to begin at verse 16. Deuteronomy 26, 16. Says this, today Yah your Elohim orders you to obey these laws and rulings. Therefore, you are to observe and obey, uh, obey them with all your heart, with all your being. You are agreeing today that they're coming into covenant. You are agreeing today that Yah is your Elohim and that you will follow his ways, observe his laws. Misvotes, rulings, the, the word that word misvotes, commandments and rulings, and do what he says. In turn, Yah is agreeing today that you are his own unique treasure, as he promised you, that you are to observe all his misvotes, and that he will raise you high above all the nations he has made in praise, reputation, and glory. And that, as he said, you will be a holy people for Yahuwah, your Elohim. Uh, verse uh, 20, 27. Uh, verse 1 says, Then Moshe and all the leaders of Israel gave orders to the people. They said, Observe all the misvotes I am giving you today. And when you cross the Jordan to the land, to the land Yahuwah, your Elohim has given you, you are to set up large stones and put plaster on them. And at the crossing over, Write this, write this Torah on them, every word, so you can enter the land Yahuwah Elohim has given you, a land flowing with milk and honey, as Yah, your Elohim of your ancestors, promised you. And when you cross the Jordan, you are to accept these stones I order you today on Mount Eval and, and put plaster on them. So, so, so these are words that Yah has given to Israel, mm -hmm. his rulings, his commandments, and they are to, and they want to to, to 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 observe them with all their heart, to obey them with all their heart, all their being, mm -hmm. and and of course we see that as Yah was talking to Israel and everything that Israel was saying, Israel was uh, was was coming to agreement by saying Amen. For example, uh, verse fifteen of twenty-seven Deuteronomy. Verse 15 says this, a curse on anyone who makes a carved or metal image, something Yah detests, the handiwork of a craftsman, to set it up in secret. And now all the people are to say what? Amen. 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 And when they said amen, they were coming into agreement with this. They were coming into agreement and saying, you know what? We agree by saying what? Amen. And as Yah is talking to them and, and telling them what he's going to do, as, 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 we, as we see throughout 27, and we go to 28 and 1, it says this, if you, will, if you listen closely to what Yahuwah, your Elohim, says, observing and obeying all, what? Observing and obeying all his commandments, which I am giving you today. Yahuwah your Elohim will raise you high above what all the nations on the earth. Uh -huh. 
and the following blessings will be yours in abundance if you do what Yahuwah, your Elohim, says. Yes. For example, a blessing on you in the city, uh-huh. a blessing on you in the countryside, a blessing on, on the fruit of your body, your children, the fruit of your land, and the fruit of your livestock, your, your livestock children. Your land going to grow in abundance. The young of your cattle and flocks, a blessing on your food, your grain. Hmm. Your grain basket, a kneading bowl. A blessing on you when you go out, a blessing on you when you come in. Y'all will cause your enemies attacking you to be defeated before you. They will advance on you one way and flee before you seven ways. If you take heed, if you put, if you, now, let, let, let's tell the key word, you, you have to put it on your heart. If you listen closely to what Yah says, uh, observing and obeying all his principles that he's given you today, he's going to bless you. The responsibility was put on Israel to obey, to listen, to not, to not give in, to, 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 to worship carved images, to detest, uh, 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 to take his name in vain, to, to honor the Sabbath, to, to, and all, all these things, how, 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 to, how to walk in Yah's ways, how to observe his commands. But he says in Jeremiah 31, 31. Let's go back to Jeremiah 31. But y'all says this. Jeremiah 31. And we're going to begin back at verse 31. He says, here the days are coming, says y'all, when I will make a what? New covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Now he's not telling... Now, he's not saying at this point he's going to give them a whole nother covenant as far as he's, 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 he's making his word that he has given them from the beginning null and void. He's not saying that. He's not saying he's making his word from the beginning that he gave through Moshe, the Torah, his law, his commandments, his mispartim, his justice system. He's not saying he's going to make them null and void and do it, do everything different. That's not what he's saying. He, he says, it would not be like the covenant I made with their fathers on the day I took them by their hand and brought them out of the land of Egypt. It won't be like that. Why? Because they, for their part, they violated my covenant. They did everything under the sun. Uh-huh. They did everything contrary to what Yah had said. And the reason that Israel was punished for, uh, for, 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 for a curse for doing these things is because they knew better. Right. You cannot violate something unintentionally. An agreement is something that, that, you, that you come into contact with somebody and nowadays in, in the 21st century how we come into agreement now is we have a contract, a paper or whatever. We see it, we read it, we go over it, we understand what it says and we put our John Hancock on it. We put our signature on it and by signing our name on it and nowadays we get it notarized, make it a legal document. And by signing our name on it and making it legal, we we, we are saying to the individual, to the other party, that we have a full understanding of what we sign. For example, when you get a house, you sign contracts, right? Uh One thing on that contract of that house, about that house is you have a mortgage. No matter how long the mortgage is, you have agreed to pay 
this amount of money until that mortgage is paid off, right? Right. And if you don't pay the amount of money for that mortgage to be paid off, it, it goes into what we call foreclosure. And you can lose your house, right? Right. So when Israel is, and Yah is dealing with them about his covenant, his rulings, his mismatching, his, his justice system, and, and when he gets in and is talking to them, he's talking. He, he is being made very clear to them. He has two, Moses has two stone tablets that he broke the first time. Yah told him to go get two more. Come tomorrow, and he's going to inscribe on the, word, the words of, again what he put on the first. Israel has to take heed to these words. When they go into the land, they have other rulings, other things that Yah says don't do. If, you do. if you do these things, then you will be cursed. Then they have things that Yah says to do. And if you do these things, I'll bless you. He tells them, if you pay attention, if you observe, if you do, if you follow my ways, I'll raise you up. Give you a great reputation and praise. I'll make your enemies free before you seven ways. I'll move in your life. That's what y'all telling me. If you disobey me, this is going to happen. You're going to be cursed in the city. You're going to be cursed in the field. You'll be cursed when you come, when you go. <laughs> you, you, you're going to be slaves. You're going to go to other nations. You're going to have a harsh life. It's going to be bad for you. If you disobey my words. Well, Israel, for their part, violated Yah's covenant, even though Yah, for his part, was a husband, was faithful to Israel. He was a sustainer for Israel. He was a, a provider for Israel. He was a protector for Israel. He was all that Israel needed. And Israel, for their part, as Yah says, violated his covenant. He says right here in Jeremiah 31, he says, because they, for their part, violated my covenant, even though I, for my part, was a husband to them. So then he says, For this is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after those days. Now when Yah says the house of Israel, he's meaning all-inclusive. He means all 12 tribes. Says Yah, I will put my Torah within them and write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. So what Yah is doing, it says he's going to do is those very same words that he had given to Moshe on those two stone tablets. He's going to put them in your heart. Now when you read the scripture and you see soul, or knee fish, or you see, you 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 see um, heart, you uh, you see mind. That's um the same thing. Your heart is your mind. Your heart is your mind. Your soul is your mind. Anywhere you see in the scripture about heart, is referring to mind. So Yah says he is going to put his covenant. His Torah on our mind, on our heart. He's gonna, he, he's gonna put them on us and enable us to think about them. It's gonna cause us to know Him. Now, 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 now look. 
when 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 y'all when y'all when y'all gave man, he gave man, he gave man a a soul, a knee fish. A soul and the spirit are not the same thing. But the soul is 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 is, is, is life. You you you're functioning. You you you're living. You're able to think. The spirit, the ruach, is what enables humankind that we discussed this morning in our Torah class, it enables us to communicate with Yah. It enables us to have, to have relationship, whereas the soul gives you basic life. Your heart, your mind, you have life, you, you're living, you're moving, you, 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 you have animation, you know, but your spirit, the spirit of Yah, Enables you to communicate with Yah. Your spirit, an animal, for example, does not is, does not have the ability to communicate with the Most High. As far as the animal is, does not get born again. The, the animal does not have a spirit like a human being. The animal has a soul. It lives. It eats. It uses the restroom. It has instinct to go to to, to hunt, but it does not communicate with the Most High like a human being does. So Yah says, I will put my Torah within them and write it on their hearts. Instead of it being written down on two tips of stone, it's going to be written on the heart. Written on your mind. Causes you to come into relationship with the Most High. Causes you to have eternal life to know Yah. Because that word to know means to have a relationship and we're going we're gonna to get into all that, so just be patient with me. No longer will any of them teach his fellow community member or his brother, know Yah, for all will know me from the least of them to the greatest, because I will forgive their wickedness and remember their sins no more. Let's go to John 17 to show you how you're going to know Yah. That's the first thing we're going to deal with. We deal, we, 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 we deal with... Um, um, Religion and it causes us to miss out on what the Most High says. For example, we're going to give you this example. Uh, then we're going to read John 17. For example, you have people that, that, that there is no there is nowhere in the scriptures where it says, "Do not honor the Sabbath." Right. Nowhere in the scripture. But you have people who say, "Well, I'm a Christian." Well, let me explain to you because many, many people who go to church don't even understand the Christian doctrine. They just name the name of Christian. So the Council of, of, of Laodicea, I think it was March 7, 321, when they had, they had this council, this is the, in, in Canon 29, this is what it says. It says, Christians, listen to me, hear me real well. Christians must not Judaize by resting on the Sabbath, but must work on that day, rather honoring the Lord's day. And if they can, resting then as Christians. But if they shall be found being a Judaizer, let them be anathema from Christ. Now listen, so it's, it, it, what this is saying is, Christians must not be like the Jews or like Israel. And resting on the Sabbath. 
but they must work on the Sabbath. It's what they say if you are a Christian. Rather honoring the Lord's day. They changed the Sabbath and said don't rest on it. Then they call Sunday the Lord's day. And if they can, rest in there as a Christian. But if you are found to be like a Judaizer or a Jew or like an Israelite, then you are to be, let them be a theme. Let them be hated. Cursed from Christ. Now you, you, you can go nowhere in the scriptures and see what, what, what Yah has told us to not under the Sabbath. He said the Shabbat is a perpetual covenant that we are to observe throughout all of our generations. Perpetual means non-ending, ongoing, never stopping. So Yah, so if Yah tells us to stop after he's told us to never stop, then he's confused. He's definitely not all-powerful and all-knowing. And he is all-powerful. He is all-knowing, and he's not confused. But what we do is we hear what man says without hearing what the word says, and we follow what man says, and it causes us to go in error. We take on ourselves titles that the Most High did not give us. The reason, the reason for this council is because the Constantine then wanted to worship Midras, who was the sun god, on Sunday. And they wanted to incorporate that with who, we, who, who, Christ, who Christianity calls Christ. And I'm going to say this. This might be controversial. But denominational Christianity is completely different than what the Bible says about the Messiah. The Messiah ate unclean, he, he ate clean foods. He did not eat unclean foods. The Messiah under the Sabbath. The Messiah didn't celebrate Christmas. He didn't celebrate Easter. And those, and, and those pagan days was, was around during his time. Amen. The Messiah honored all seven Moadim, all feasts. But, but we say we love him and we honor Easter and won't do Passover. We'll we, 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 we do everything else. We won't, nobody is preparing for Sukkot, but everybody getting ready for Thanksgiving. They, 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 they're getting ready for, 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 for Christmas. But nobody's preparing for Yom Kippur. Nobody's dealing with the issue of their sin because you know why many folks not dealing with the issue of their sin? They don't want to rid themselves of the sin. Yeah. They don't want to come out of what they cast them bound because they don't know that they're bound. Uh, like Harriet Tubman says, she could have freed many more slaves if only they would have understood they were slaves. But when you don't think you're bound, when you don't know that you are a slave, you remain in the same position that you're in. So when freedom comes, you won't take it. You reject it. You get offended and get upset. So anyway, John 17, verse 3, says this. says, uh, uh, and eternal life is this. Well, let's start at verse 1. After Yeshua has said these things, he looked up toward heaven and said, Father, the time has come. Glorify your Son so that the Son may glorify you just as you gave him authority over all mankind so that he might give eternal life to all those whom you gave him. And eternal life is this, to know you, the one true God, and him whom you sent, 
Yeshua HaMashiach, Yeshua the Messiah. We've been taught by the church that eternal life means you're going to heaven. And that's all we see. But Yeshua the Messiah himself said, not what Apostle Paul said, not what Reverend T.D. Jake said, not what Bishop so-and-so says, uh-uh, uh-uh. But when Yeshua HaMashiach said, Yeshua says that eternal life is to know Yah. Hallelujah. And we know Yah through Yeshua. So, so that, that goes in line with Jeremiah 31. He says that all will know me. He's giving them eternal life. He's reconciling them back to himself through Yeshua so that we can know him. If we can know who he is, that means we can have an intimate relationship with him. A father-son relationship. Inheritance. To come to understanding, to, to know what pleases him, to know how to, what moves him, to walk in his ways, to learn from him, to imitate him, to take upon his character. To know him. So now, that's eternal life. So Yah's going to give us eternal life. In his renewed covenant, he's going to allow us to know him. Let's go to Acts 2. Because when you look at Acts 2, again, and I want you all, don't just take my word for it. Don't just take my word for it because you just listen to take my word for it will hurt you. You need to go to the scriptures and read what I'm saying. That's right. Study it for yourself. Go to history. Find out for yourself. Don't just take a person's word for it. I'm sure that when Yeshua was teaching his Talmudim, his disciples, that he was teaching them what the Torah says, what Tanakh says. And as he taught them, they understood when he brought up Daniel. They understood when he brought up, brought up, brought up uh, uh, Leviticus. You know, it is said in Hebrew thought that when, that, when, that when, when, when you have a rabbi or a teacher that quoted the scripture, it brought to remembrance the people the entire passage, not just that scripture. He only brought the scripture to bring into remembrance what the entire thing said. So when Yeshua began to say, the spirit of Yah is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel, they understood everything that was being said, not just that. So that was amazed because when he got finished speaking, he spoke as one who had authority. In the beginning of his ministry. Because they understood what the prophet had already said. But what we do, we, we, hear, we hear one scripture said, and we, and we are run with it, even if it's said out of context. That's not, and and that, that ought not be. So when you look at, um, and, and, my, and my reason for saying that is this, because nowadays you have people in, 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 in these churches, in these Sunday churches especially, and they say that that's the real Hakodesh when they do that, because that's what happened on, on, on Shavuot 1,300 years later in the upper room. And that's not what happened. They were not in there going, they weren't doing that. They were speaking out words that was being understood by everyone around them. And, and I, I've, been, I, I've been in ministry for over 20 years. And it has been very rare that I've been in a congregation and someone spoke in, a, in another tongue and I understood what they said. They understand what they said. And then everybody started shouting, because such over there going, we all shouting, rolled off in the floor, slob coming out of our mouth, and we're still bored of understanding. You got folks that are speaking in tongues, and still indulging in homosexuality, still involved in adultery, still living in sin. And you speak in an unknown language. 
And you walk in the pews, walk into hell because you ain't doing what's right. Because we allow religion to get the best of us. And make ourselves look foolish in the eyes of Yah. Because we don't want to grow up and get a clear understanding of what the word says. They were not just doing it. They were prophesying. They were saying something. And it made sense to everybody that was around. How they were saying the scripture. And they were prophesying. Yeah. That's why Peter got up and said, This is what was, this is what was said by the prophet Joel, that your sisters, your daughters shall prophesy. But let, 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 let's go ahead and just and read it because you want, because you ain't gotta believe me. Let, let's just read it. Acts 2 and 1 says, The festival of Shavuot arrived, and, and the and all and the believers all gathered together in one place. It's Shavuot. This right here is approximately about 1300 years after the, the giving of the first word that was given to them. And the first word that was given to them was a Torah written on stone tablets or the ten words, the ten commandments or the law written down on stone tablets. And now, 1300 years later, they finna get the word of God, but this time it's not written on stone tablets. It, 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 it's written on their hearts, their minds. It's the seal of the real Hakodesh being given to them. Yeah. And we'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and get into that in a minute. The festival of Shavuot arrived, and all the believers uh, gathered together in one place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Gathered together in one place. <clears throat> Suddenly there came a sound from the sky. Uh, some of y'all Bible may say heaven. Like, like, like the roar of a violent wind. Some of y'all's Bible say a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then they saw what looked like tongues of fire which separated and came to rest on each of them. They were all filled with the Ruach HaKodesh and began to talk in different languages as the Spirit enabled them to speak. Your word said, your, your Bible says tongues. If you got the King James Bible. And let me explain to you why it says tongues. Because that was the language of that day. But it's just simply meant they spoke in other languages. That's right. We, we say tongues. We're talking tongues. They had different tongues. You might have a tongue over here. You got a tongue over there. You got a different kind of tongue. We all calling it speaking tongues. Listen, if you are in a congregation and everybody in that congregation speak English and English only. And someone comes in there speaking Spanish. It does not profit you anything because you have no idea what he's saying or she is saying. That's right. But we just be and we would say, ooh, it was the spirit was high today. And then we finna leave from there and go eat unclean foods. Finna go somewhere and speak the show hurrah. Talk about folk. Then we got to go to work. Doing everything that we know we should not do. That contrary to the word. But but come on. Let, let, let's really read and see what the Ruach Kodesh does. So it says this. They, 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 it, it, it says they saw what looked like tongues of fire. Which separated and came to rest on each of them. They were, they, they were all filled with the Ruach HaKodesh. And begin to talk in different languages, uh-huh. as the Spirit enabled them. You know, you, but, but you know, we, we we do a play on words because you got the King James Bible. So the Spirit gave them utterance, or they were uttering things. Uh-huh. The, they, the, the Spirit just enabled them to speak. The King James is just a, it's an old English version, so it don't say the same words that we say today. It said, but it, it just simply means the Spirit enabled them to speak. 
Now, there, there was staying in Jerusalem religious Jews from under every from under from, from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd, now listen, religious Jews. Now we're gonna we're gonna see some places, you know, in Africa that we're gonna name out. Now I'm not racist at all. But Nelson Mandela said there are no white Africans. The Jews in, in 69 AD especially went back to Africa. And in Caucasus, so the Caucasians, there were no Caucasians here. That's right. This is Africa. So the Jewish people, this is in Jerusalem now, this came to talking about them. That's right. It's gonna be talking about some people of color. Like myself. That's not spreading hate. That's just spreading truth. Because we, we get so distorted. But, and, and, and listen, everything about the word of God matters. And when you say out of your mouth, well, it don't matter. It does matter. Saying things like it don't matter or get over it kind of hides the point. Or pushes away what's significant. It does matter. So now they were saying uh, religious Jews in Jerusalem from every nation under the heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd gathered. They were confused because each one of them heard believers speaking in his own language. They were confused. They were confused. Why? Could they, could they, did, 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 did? No. They were confused because each one heard the believers speaking in his own language. Says, totally amazed, they asked, how was this possible? Are all these people who are speaking from the Galil, or from Galilee, how is it that we hear them speaking in our native languages? Uh -huh. We are Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judah, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, Phygeria, Pamphylia, Egypt. The parts of Libya, Cyrene, visit uh, uh, Libya and Cyrene, visit us from Rome, Jews by birth and proselytes, Jews from Crete and from Arabia. Now listen, let me push pause, because I gotta address this address this. It wasn't until the 1800s and that Israel was called the Middle East. Where there'd been a man-made river called the Suez Canal. But until then, Israel was known to be in Northeast Africa, not the Middle East. If there's the Middle East, then where's the Middle West? The Middle South and the Middle North. It's not one. So they were in North Africa, Northeast Africa. How is it that we hear them speaking in our own languages about the great things that Yah has done? Amazed and confused. They all went on asking each other, what can this mean? But others made fun of, but they, they would ask, they, they would ask each other, what can this mean? He said, but others made fun of them and said, they just had too much wine. <laughs> then Peter stood up with the eleven and raised his voice to address them, you Judeans, and all of you stand here in Jerusalem. Let me tell you what this means. Listen carefully to me. 
These people aren't drunk as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, it is what was spoken about through the prophet Joel. Yah says, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon everyone. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my slaves, both men and women, will I pour out, will I pour out from my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. I will perform miracles in the sky above and signs on the earth below, blood, fire, and thick smoke. The sun will become dark, the moon blood, before the great and fearful day of Yah comes. And then, whoever calls on the name of Yah will be saved. Now listen, this is the Ruach HaKodesh, the renewed covenant that Yah is past promised in Jeremiah. And he has put his Torah on their hearts. They begin to speak in the languages that everybody can understand, and they were speaking about the amazing things that Yah has done. That's what happened. The seal of the renewed covenant is the Ruach HaKodesh, which puts the word on your heart. Amen. Now, we're not talking about what the church says. Because the church tells you that speaking in tongues is how you know you have the Ruach HaKodesh. But that's not what Yeshua said. Yeshua says that, that the Ruach HaKodesh will convict the world of sin. So the Ruach HaKodesh will lead you and guide you into all truth. Let's get an understanding. What is sin? And, and, and I'm not asking what is sin from your opinion. But what is sin from what the word says? Let's go to 1 John 3. We got to establish what Yeshua said. Because the church tell you, if you don't speak in, if you don't speak in tongues, you don't, you don't have the rule of Hakodesh. That, that, that's what they tell you. So you got people going around. And people are not speaking in, 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 in other languages, and they figure they don't have the real cockodash. And then they tell people, you got to tarry, you got to tarry, you got to tarry, and here you will. Thank you, Jesus, 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 thank you, thank you, Jesus. And the other going, hold on, hold on, once and let go, let go. And here you will, you confused. Then you will, I got it, I got it. And we think that's the real cockodash. And we're striving for that. But that's, but that's not what the word says. Amen. That's what religion says. Now, now granted, you had people in the older day who did not know better. And did not have the information that we have today. But guess what? Well, you know, I don't know. Because you had people in the 1920s and the 50s who understood we were Hebrew. The so-called black person understood we were Hebrew. But we had folks in the church who rejected them. And said they're, 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 they're a cult. And a, he, a Hebrew, or being a Hebrew, or a Hebrew Israelite, that's not even a religion. Amen. That's who you are as an individual. Like saying, if you're from China, you're Chinese. If you're, if you're from Russia, you're Russian. Black is not a nationality. It's an identity, it's an identity that was given to us by someone else. African-American is something that we was called by our former slave masters. Black, African-American, Negro, people of color. These are names that you were given by somebody else based on the question you asked, who am I? 
but your true identity is you are a Hebrew. You are Efe. You are an Israelite by your physical birth, by your DNA, not by what someone calls you to be. Most black, what the descendants of the slaves in America, you are Israel. That's proven historical fact. If you have any questions, feel free to inbox me after we this, and we can have a great discussion about it. So what is seen? But 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 so what we do is we're covering what people tell us instead of us focusing on. What the word really says about, about, about what seeing is. Amen? Amen. So, what is seeing according to 1 John 3? 1 John 3 and 3 says this And everyone who has this hope in him continues, continues purifying himself. Since God himself is what? Pure. Everyone who keeps sinning is doing what? Violating Torah. Violating the law. For indeed, sin is violation of Torah. Excuse me. So the Holy Spirit, the real HaKodesh, will help you to not violate Torah. It'll convict you when you sin. When you've done wrong, when you've violated Torah, the Ruach will convict you to let you know that you've done wrong. Let you know that what you're doing is not right. It says the rule how this will lead you and guide you into all truth. Also, what is truth? The word of Yah, the word of God is truth. So according to what Yeshua the Messiah says, the rule Hakodesh will convict you of sin and lead you and guide you into all truth. Now let me show you how true that is because what Yeshua said came to pass. Men of Israel, Peter, Acts 2, verse 22. Men of Israel, listen. Listen to this. Yeshua from Nazareth was a man demonstrated, demonstrated to you to have been from Yah by the powerful works, miracles, and signs that Yah performed through him in your presence. But Peter, Peter's explaining to them Joel 2 now. In your presence. You yourselves know this. This man was arrested in accordance with, with God's predetermined plan and foreknowledge. And through the agency of persons not bound by the Torah, you nailed him up on a stake and killed him. But God has raised him up and freed him from the suffering of death. It was impossible that death could keep its hold on him. For David says this about him. I saw Yah always before me, for he is at my right hand, so that I will not be shaken. For this reason my heart was glad and my tongue rejoiced. And now my body too will live on in, in, in a certain hope that he will not abandon me in Sheol or in the grave. Or let your Holy One see the cake. You, you have made known to me the ways of life, and you will fill me with joy by your presence. Brothers, I know I can say to you frankly that the patriarch David died and was buried. His tomb is with us today. Therefore, since he was a prophet and knew that Yah had sworn an oath to him that one of his descendants would sit on his throne, he was speaking in advance about the resurrection of the Messiah, that it was he 
who was not abandoned in Sheol, and whose flesh did not see the cave. For God raised up the Yeshua, and we are all witnesses of it. Moreover, he has been exalted to the right hand of Yah, to the power of Yah, and has received from the Father what he promised, namely the Ruach HaKodesh, and, and has poured out this gift which you are both seeing and hearing. For David did not ascend into heaven, but he says, Yah said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Therefore, let the whole house of Israel know beyond doubt that Yah has made him both Lord and Messiah, this Yeshua, whom you executed on the stake. Now you're going to see Yeshua's word, what he said the Ruach HaKodesh does come to pass. On hearing this, they were stung in their hearts. They were convicted. The King James Version said they was cut to the heart. Your mind, it hit them. They thought about it. They were stung in their hearts. And they said to Kepha and to the other emissaries, brothers, what should we do? And keep asking them, turn from this, turn from sin, return to Yah, and each one of you be immersed on the authority of Yeshua the Messiah into the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the rule of Hakodesh, for the promise is for you, for your children, and for those far away, as many as Yah your Elohim may call. The, that, that's the renewed covenant that they were given. That, the, the word of Yah was put on their heart. They was convicted. We'll go to he Hebrews 8. Because listen, you, we got to get out of this church mindset. You got to get out of this religious mindset and get a real relationship with Yah. Amen. Voodoo is religion. Yes, it is. Don't make it real. Islam is religion. Don't make it real. Religion, Yeshua was never called a Christian. He was the son of Yah. His believers were not called Christians by him or by Yah. They were called Christians by other people. Right. And why do you got to take up on the identity that someone else give you? Let Yah define you. The power to define is the power to determine destiny. You know, for, for the Council of Laodicea says, if you are a Christian, you don't honor the Sabbath. And Christianity took that upon themselves and ran with it. So now when I come tell you we got to honor the Sabbath, I get laughed at. Say, don't eat unclean fools, and I'm told by preachers, it's all right, pray over it. Eat it in moderation. Y'all forgives. That, that, all of that is a scripture out of context. It is a shame. We got, we got so much uh, knowledge and education, and we still are dumb as a box of rocks. All this information that we have, and we refuse to stop being lazy. We refuse to stop digging to really see what's being said. We get in our feelings, feelings, so deep in our feelings that we fall astray. Y'all says this in Proverbs 3. Trust in him with all your heart and don't lean to your own understanding. But in all your ways, acknowledge him and he 
will direct your path. He'll level it out for you. He'll make it straight for you. Acknowledge him. Even if you don't understand, don't reject it first. Find out. I'm pretty sure that Abraham, it probably shook him up to hear, you know, that, hey, Sarah's going to have a baby. He laughed at himself because he, he knew he wasn't working no more. But he, he got past his feelings. And he heard the word of Yah. And he was able to be obedient. Did you not know that faith comes by hearing? And hearing by the word of Yah. So when you disobey Yah, word, you don't have faith in him. So if Yah tells you to honor the Sabbath and you don't honor it, from his perspective, you don't have faith. When Yah tells you to keep the feast days and you don't keep them, from his perspective, you don't have faith. When, when, when Yah tells you to do a thing and you refuse to do it, from his perspective, you hate him. You're disobedient and you don't have faith. You saying you love the Most High should not be based on your emotions. It should be shown through your obedience. Not how you feel about it. Not what you think you think. Don't lead to how you think. But study Yah's word. The renewed covenant is not the New Testament. It's not a religion. Yah did not replace Israel with the church. He has not forgotten his people. We ought to still honor his feast. We ought to still obey the Sabbath. We ought to still live holy before his presence. Not give in to mankind doctrine and become complacent. Not take on ourselves the identity that someone else gave us. We're so doggone smart we're dumb. We're so intelligent that we don't make no sense no more. We know everything. I saw a video with Terrence Howard was having an interview, and he said something that made absolutely no sense whatsoever. <laughs> Sounds like he's Scientology. And he was being deep, and he was he sound, whoo, we gotta pray. But that's how many of us sound. Anybody ever seen that movie called Pootie Tang? <laughs> Pootie Tang said, Tap Tang, Tap Tang, Pan Tang Tang. What was Pootie Tang saying? But that's how we sound. When we don't have true intelligence, true understanding, and we speak out of our own opinion instead of getting truth from the word. We sound like Tepper 10, Tepper 10, Pan 10, 10. It makes no sense whatsoever. We don't give clear understanding. But when you get in the word, then you have a better understanding. Hebrews 8 says this. I'm going to read from Verse 1, here is the whole point of what we have been saying. We do not have such a Kohen Gadol, high priest, as has been described. And he does sit at the right hand of the Hagdullah, majesty, in heaven. There he serves, he does what? He serves in the holy place. That is, in the true tent of meeting, the one erected not by human hands, but by Yah. Not the one that Moses made, but the one that Moses got an example of. When Yah took Moses to heaven and said, make sure you do everything according to the pattern and design I'm showing you, Yeshua is in the original. For every Kohen Gadol, high priest, is appointed to offer both gifts and sacrifices 
So this Cohen Gadol too has to, has to have something he can offer. Now, if he were on earth, he wouldn't be a priest at all. Since there's already Kohanim, priests, offering the gifts required by the Torah. But what they are serving is only a copy and a shadow of the heavenly original. For when Moses was about to make the tent, God warned him. What God warned him and tell him? See to it that you make everything according to the pattern that you were shown on the mountain. But now the work of Yeshua has been given to do. But now the work Yeshua has been given to do is far superior to, than theirs. To theirs, just as the covenant he mediates is better because it's on your heart now. Hallelujah! For this covenant has been given as Torah on the basis of better promises. Indeed, if the first covenant had not given ground for foul finding, there would not have no need for the second one. Let, let, let me explain to you what he just said. He's not, he, he not saying the Torah had a fault in it. He's not saying the Torah had an error in it. This is what he's saying. Ver, verse 8, this, this is what he's saying. For, well, let me, let, me, let me go to verse 7, then we're going to read verse 8. For indeed, if the first covenant had not given ground for fault finding, there would have been no need for a second one. For Yah does find fault with the people. Who was to fall in? The people. In Jeremiah 31, who was to fall in? The people. Uh -huh. The fault was never in the word of Yah. The fault was never in the Torah. It was in the people. For the people could not put the Torah on their hearts. So they, for their part, they violated Yah's Torah. You know, he, he, for him part, he was a husband. He was a sustainer. He was a provider. He was a protector. He was faithful to them. They violated his covenant. So y'all found fault with the people. See, the days are coming, says y'all, when I will establish over the house of Israel and over the house of Judah a new covenant. It will not be like the covenant which I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by their hands and led them forth out of the land of Egypt because what they for their part did not remain faithful uh -huh. to my covenant. So I for my part stopped concerning myself with them. For this is the covenant which I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says Yah. I will put my Torah in their minds uh -huh. and write it on their hearts and I will be their Elohim mm -hmm. and they will be my people and none of them will teach his fellow citizen or his brother know Yah for all will know me from the least of them to the greatest because I will be merciful toward their wickedness and remember their sins no more on, by using the term new, he has made the first covenant old, and something being made old, something in the process of aging, is on its way to vanishing altogether. What does that mean? It means that it's no longer need to be used on stones or tablet because it's now in your heart. So the the, 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 the old Torah that's done away with, the only thing done away is, is no longer on the tablets of stone. Right. But it's now in your heart. Now you can have a relationship. 
Y'all be, he'll be merciful towards you because he'll convict you. You'll turn from your sin. You'll seek his face. He'll forgive you. Listen, Yeshua's blood is powerful. We have Yom Kippur coming up. The Day of Atonement. Yeshua's blood purifies us inside and out. The, 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 the high priest that went in had to give a uh, 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 sacrifice for himself first and then for Israel. And it was only for intentional sin. But you, um, excuse me, uh, un, un, unintentional sin. But Yeshua's blood forgives all sin, intentional and unintentional. It was once a penalty for murder in Yah's sight. Once the penalty for, for adultery was death in Yah's sight. But now Yah says he forgives for murder. So you murder someone and you need forgiveness, you can still turn to the Most High. And he'll forgive you. You may have to deal with the earthly consequences, even if it's a death penalty, even if it's life without uh, parole. But you can still have a relationship with the Most High. You can still have eternal life to know him and live forever. You may have been an adulterer or an adulteress, whatever you want to call yourself. But you can repent, turn from that, and Yah forgives you. He, he forgives you and brings you out of it. You could be a liar. You could be, uh, uh, you, you, you may in the past have not under the Sabbath. You can turn from those things now. You may have been a, a, an idol worshiper. But now, because of Yeshua's blood, he covered the error. Now, we can turn from those things and turn to Yah. And now we have forgiveness of intentional sin. Hallelujah. That's grace. That's compassion. That's mercy. That's loving kindness. That's the most high at its best. So the renewed covenant is us knowing y'all have eternal life and turning from those sins. So praise y'all for his mercy. Yeah, we thank you for your goodness. Thank you for being so good to us and for keeping us. Thank you for helping us walk after your ways. Help us, y'all, to grow in you, to know your word, to walk in your ways, to live your word, to be obedient and not walk in sin. Help us to enter into that renewed covenant, not walk in a religious mindset, a church mindset, but walk as redeemed people, to walk as your covenant people, Israel, and those who are grafted in, to walk as the sons of you by the spirit of adoption, whereby you have given them the power to cry out, Abba, Father. Yah, help us to walk as true sons of you, true believers of you, to receive Yeshua as the Mashiach, to receive the gift of the rule of Hakodesh that will convict us of sin, that will lead and guide us into all truth. We can know your word. We can know you have an intimate relationship, Yah. So we thank you and we praise you in Yeshua HaMashiach's name. Amen. Amen.